Let's turn to Matthew chapter 10. <clears throat> we're going to read a couple of verses there, and then we're going to go to John chapter 1. Matthew chapter 10 and John chapter 1. Okay. Okay, I was going to say. I know Matthew's got 10 chapters. You're not going to contest that. Matthew chapter 10, and then we're going to go to John chapter 1. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. I'm going to read these names of the apostles and then move over to who we're talking about today. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first, Simon. Don't forget, that word first doesn't mean first in a list. It means the chief. He was the head of the apostles, the head of the disciples. And there's a difference there between apostles and disciples. We've already talked about all that. And we're not talking about Peter, so I need to move on. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. All right, now, John chapter 1. Anybody remember which apostle we're talking about that we started last week? Andrew. Andrew. I don't know why she thinks I said something to her. Siri. <laughs> Andrew. So John chapter 1, verse number 40. And we'll read this whole account here in a minute. So you'll get the whole context. One of the two which heard John speak, now that is John the Baptist, and followed him, that is Jesus, was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, that being Peter now, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. So now we've switched gears, and we're talking about Andrew. And it's quite a, it's quite a, a change. It's, it's a big gear down from Peter to Andrew. They were brothers, but they were different. We know a lot of stuff about Peter. Peter's mentioned a lot. We talked about Peter for, I don't know, eight or nine weeks or so, something like that. I don't know how long we'll talk about Andrew, a little longer than I first thought we would. But they were brothers. Andrew seems to live in the shadows. We talked about that last week. And the little tag, you know, we, we said about Peter that um, he was the, the apostle with the foot-shaped mouth, and that fit him pretty good. And the one I saw for Andrew, and there's another one I like a little bit better, but they call him the apostle of small things. He seems to understand the importance of small things. 
Now, again, as we'll read about him a little bit later, there's another one that I, I, I like to refer to him as, but he's different than Peter. He's in the shadows. We don't know a lot about him. Now, we do know some things. Last week, I asked, you know, we had a little thing about Peter, where he was from, who his brother was, what he did, and all this kind of stuff. We did that every class. Anybody know why I do that? Just to get on your nerves? To help you to remember. That's also why I read Matthew chapter 10 every, every week. Because the very first thing we did when we started talking about apostles was we passed out pieces of paper and had you blindly name as many apostles as you could. Some got a lot. Some got not quite as many. And at the end, I want to give you sheets of paper and let you do it again. See if you've learned anything. I don't know if I want to see the results, though. <laughs> Makes me nervous. But... Um, totally forgot what I was saying. We talked about Andrew. I know we're talking about Andrew. Some small things, that's not what I was thinking. Anyway, lost my train of thought. So we talked about Andrew and all this stuff. We talked about him being different than Peter, being in the shadows, the apostle of small things. Oh, that's what it was. Um, so we talked about what did we know about Andrew. And I asked last week, well, what, what do you know? And got just stares. But there were some things that we do know. And what, what were they? Anybody remember? It was Peter's brother. He was a son of Jonah. They grew, he grew up in Bethsaida in the region of Galilee. What kind of business did he have with his brother? A fishing business. And they partnered with who? The sons of Zebedee. Okay, in Capernaum. So everything that we said there about Peter all those weeks, you can say about Andrew because they were brothers. So we do know some things, but honestly, we don't know a lot about him. Now, what we do know about him, other than what is common with Peter, we take from his actions in Scripture. And I'm, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. But when you think about Peter and Andrew, Andrew is mentioned when, when he's not named as part of the group of the apostles. He's mentioned nine times. That's about the last thing we talked about. Well, is that a lot or not? Well, <laughs> Peter is mentioned over 90 times. So Andrew isn't mentioned much. And in fact, that's where I want to start. Most of the time, there's a, there's a statement that goes along with Andrew to help people identify who he even is. Turn to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. All right, Jim, you've got to move faster than that. I'm on. <laughs> Matthew chapter 4. Are you in the Old Testament? Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. Look at this. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren. Simon called Peter and Andrew. What's the next two words? His brother. Same gospel, Matthew. Look at chapter 10, verse 2. We just read it. 
Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter. He's named twice. And Andrew, his brother. Look at Mark chapter 1. I see a pattern. Mark chapter 1, verse 16. Now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother. Just a couple more. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verse 14. Well, I guess I better read 13 real quick. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew, who? His brother. I got a few more, but we don't have to read them. I think you get the point. Almost. Every single time that Andrew's name is mentioned, he is identified as Peter's brother. Why do you think that is? I mean, my son's in here this morning. I mean, would, would you like me to refer to you as Colby all the time or as Ava Grace's brother? <laughs> Preferably. Why do you think that is? I'm not going to answer. <laughs> okay. Not mentioning last names. Maybe. They tie it in to let you know what Andrew we're talking about. Okay. Anybody else? Clay's little sister. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, everywhere we go, uh, that young lady behind Brother Ronnie is always identified as Jay's wife. So, <laughs> I'm kidding about You didn't give me a chance to finish my joke. That was a joke. I was just kidding. <laughs> I have to finish because I got to go home with her this afternoon. What's that now? Well, mom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Peter? Like Peter? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Think about it, you know, I guess I've thought about it sometimes as when a visiting preacher comes. I usually know who the preacher is. I rarely know the lady sitting beside him. Mm, that is interesting. Yeah. 
she said she finds it interesting that he's called two sets of siblings. James and John and Peter and Andrew. Okay. Go ahead. Good point. James is listed first, then John, John his, brother. his brother. That's right. Very good. Very good. Yep. And we'll talk about that more when we get to James and John. But it's a little bit different to me because John is mentioned a lot more than Andrew. Yeah, yeah, so John kind of stands out. Yeah, yeah. But Andrew kind of stands back in the shadows. Were you going to say something? Yeah. Sure. Sure, that, yeah, that's true. That's true, and that's that's amazing to me. <laughs> There's another James, and he's never mentioned as Jesus' brother. So, when these gospel accounts were written and God's word was spread out, do you think it's more likely that people reading the word would know who Peter was or know who Andrew was? There's no doubt. I know we don't speak in, uh, what's it called when you say either everyone or no one, absolutes like that. But everybody know, knew who Peter was. It was just his personality. You were going to know who Peter was. He was going to come in the room and start talking. There's plenty of times in Scripture we pointed out. The Bible says, and Peter answered. Nobody ever asked him anything. He just threw his opinion out there. He was in front. That was his That was his. That was his role, but that's who he was. <laughs> that's not who Andrew was. Now, we did talk about last week, don't get me wrong, they all wanted to be number one. And if you don't think that, you're, you're fooling yourself. They all wanted to be number one. Or at least, maybe not all of them, we don't know that for sure, but a bunch of them did because there's a couple of times in the Gospels where they're going somewhere and they get in an argument over what? Who's the going to be the greatest? It's reasonable to assume that all of them were overachievers. Sure. And just because Peter ended up being the leader doesn't mean somebody else didn't want to be the leader at some point. But it was, it was just who Peter was. And this is who Andrew was. Living a life in the shadows. Now, Andrew, there's no, I think I said it last week, but I can't find anywhere in Scripture where... <laughs> That's a problem for him, that he is relegated to the shadow and his brother is out front. I don't see him begrudging that. He might have in the, in the background, maybe. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he did. But we don't find that in Scripture. It doesn't seem to have bothered him that he was in the background. Now, everybody can't do that. You got people that want to be out front. And they want to be out front whether God wants them out front or not. And they'll fight it and they'll begrudge people and they'll get upset about things. I just don't think Andrew was that way. I think he worked in the shadows, worked in the background, and he was just fine doing it. And there's plenty of people like that too, and I'm thankful for that. But it was Andrew that brought his own brother to Jesus. Peter, don't think he didn't know what was about to happen. <laughs> 
This think about the scene here. <laughs> Andrew and John are followers of John the Baptist. Andrew and John the Apostle. Here we go, Johnny, with having to not tell which John I'm talking about. Andrew and John the Apostle were followers of John the Baptist. And we'll find out. We'll read it maybe in a minute. Andrew and John the Apostle were evidently the first followers of Jesus. So Andrew followed Jesus first. And the very first thing he did was, what did he do? The very first thing he did. He went and got his brother. He found a person that he loved and wanted him to know Jesus. Now there's a lesson for us. It's too good to keep to ourselves. Yes, ma'am. Jesus yes and now we're going to get to I really don't want to get ahead of myself Peter did a lot of great things that never would have happened if that first introduction had not been made else Yes, yes, right, that's right, because don't, again, don't forget the whole reason we're studying these people, it's not just to learn more facts about Andrew, or more facts about Peter, it's to apply it to our lives, if God used these people, God can use you, there's no doubt, because these are just normal people, we like to set them up here on a pedestal, and they do deserve some respect for what they did. But they were just normal people. They weren't supernatural. And God used them to turn the world upside down and start the church. And if you go look at who Peter was before he met Christ, you would think, how in the world is Jesus going to use this man to form the early church? But Andrew started following Jesus first. Then he went and got his brother, and he introduced him to Jesus. Knowing full well what was about to happen. He knew who Peter was. He grew up with him. And somebody said, I can't even remember who it was. Somebody said maybe he thought Jesus would calm him down some. But Andrew knew. I, I really believe that Andrew knew that when he introduced his more bold, charismatic, out there brother to Jesus that Andrew although he followed Jesus first was going to be relegated to secondary status now I don't mean that Jesus loved him any less I'm just talking about that's just it that's just the truth he was relegated to the shadows and he brought Peter knowing full well what was going to happen but he brought him anyway
Yeah, and used them mightily. Yes. So, to me, that speaks volumes to Andrew's character. He was the first one to follow. But he knew that he wasn't going to hold that. I don't mean anything by this, and I'm not going to explain myself every time. But he knew when he introduced his brother that he wasn't going to hold that first place status. And he was fine with that. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Maybe he knew the potential. Maybe he thought like I did. What in the world is Jesus going to do with this fellow? <laughs> but he changed him. Yeah, and Brother Kevin said it several times. Uh, people don't have to lose for you to win. That's correct. So, that, that, that kind of speaks to Peter, I mean to Andrew, being where he should be in his Christian walk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not the same thing, but think about if you were a manager at work and you hired somebody and you trained them and, you know, you brought them into that job and they started doing real good and then they got promoted over you. Right. <laughs> what do you think about that? So, while, you know, I don't, I don't know all about Andrew. He was flesh and blood just like we are. That's the point. He was able to, if there, were, if there was anything in him that begrudged that, he was able to con- keep a tight control on that. And that, that's the important thing that I think we need to remember, that we ain't perfect. And there's no reason to act like we are. That's why several times I've said up here, if you knew what went through my mind on a daily basis, you wouldn't let me get up here and teach Sunday school. You may not like me saying that, but that's the truth. And for us to act like that we don't sin, I'll just put it that way. We're putting a, a picture out there that people can never identify with and they can't reach. And then they think when they sin, it's just some terrible thing that they can't ever do anything for God. That's not true. I mean, look at all that we talk, I know we keep going back to Peter, but look at all we talked about. Peter did wrong, and God still used him.
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Different temperaments, different character traits. Yeah. But, you know, he was he's just who he was. And God had a use for him just like he had a use for Peter. Was Peter any more important? If you think he was, I've got some Greeks that are gonna take <laughs> gonna take offense to that. I've got about five thousand people that needed to be fed, we'll talk about might take offense to that. Andrew was just as important to the work of Christ as Peter was. Just as important. But he was okay in the secondary status. Now, that inner circle, who was the inner circle? I'll just name Peter. Who else was it? Inner four. There's four of them. Peter, Andrew, James, and John, the brother, brothers. That was inner circle. And we talked about last time, that even gets narrowed down to three. Now, who's the one left out? It's Andrew. That gets narrowed down even further. But Andrew's left out. And they're different. Peter Peter tended to rush in and do things. And Andrew was more conspicuous. Even, Even James and John were known as the sons of thunder. They had tendencies to be a little reckless themselves yes john the apostle of love i can't wait to talk about him <laughs> and he was the apostle of love but they were known as the sons of thunder and they wanted to call fire down and kill a bunch of people that was james and john and they had all these arguments about who was going to be the greatest and i'm sure andrew might have been involved in some of that but when he's mentioned in scripture There's nothing negative mentioned about Andrew in Scripture. Nothing. Peter, absolutely there is. Andrew, there's not. When he's mentioned by name. Now, we know he sinned. He was human. But just in the scriptural account, nothing negative is is mentioned about him. And when you think about Peter and Andrew... Andrew went on and did things in the, in the life of the early church um, just like the rest of them did, but they had different leadership styles. But just as, just as perfect as Peter was for the call that God had on his life, Andrew was for the call that God had on his life. And Andrew is probably a better pattern for most Christians because most Christians are going to serve in the shadows most are not going to be out front so Andrew is your pattern for most of the Christian people serving in the background and being fine with that Um, yeah turn to John chapter 1 I want to read this account that we read a little bit of earlier John chapter 1 
John chapter 1, verse 29. I want to walk through a couple of things in Andrew's life. Here, John the Baptist is preaching. And verse, I hate doing this every time. Go back a verse. Verse 28 says, These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Verse 29, The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him, and I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day after, John stood and two of his disciples... And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. A lot of people don't know. He says that twice. Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak. And they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted to Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when he beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. So here we see the first followers of Jesus. These two that were following John the Baptist and heard him say, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And he said it one day, and then he said it again the next day, and only two were there with him. That's what the Bible says. And both of those left. Now, you know, as I read that, I was thinking, man... John the Baptist, although he was out there and he was preaching and he was baptizing, he was fine with this too. He had these two disciples following him and they left him immediately and went and followed Jesus and he was okay with that. But the first here is Andrew. And if you read some things about the early church and the early church fathers and the historians and all that, um, and I, you, know, you, you need to be careful about, about all that. But... A lot of what I've read, it seems to me that they referred to Andrew in the early church as protocletos, which means first called. So he started following Jesus here, him and John. And he went and he got his brother Peter and he brought him and he introduced him to Jesus. We've already talked about all that. Now this is where the gospel accounts, this is where a lot of people get mixed up. What seems to happen here in Andrew and Peter's life is that they went back to Capernaum. 
And they continued in their fishing business. Jesus started his public ministry there, and you can go read about that. But his early ministry was focused in Jerusalem, and it was going to be a while before he came to Galilee. So uh, Andrew and John meet this man named Jesus. Andrew introduces Peter to Jesus. We'll find out about John and James later when we look at one of those. But it seems that they did not stay with him, that they went back to Capernaum. And Jesus then began his public ministry and he began preaching and he came to Galilee to preach. And that's when you see things like in Matthew chapter 4. Turn to Matthew chapter 4. I want to read a few verses here. If you don't understand that, you won't understand what's going on here. Because we just read about Andrew and John being introduced to Jesus. And Peter being introduced to Jesus. They evidently didn't stay with him. Look at Matthew 4, 18. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee. This is a totally separate occasion. We're told in the account we read before where John the Baptist was, that was done in Bethabara. Here Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee. And he saw two brethren. Now what was Andrew doing when Jesus came in the account before? He was with John the Baptist. Okay, he's not with John the Baptist here. He saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Do you know what straightway means? Immediately. Without the passing of time. That's literally what it means. Immediately started following him. And going on from thence, he saw, I guess we can read this, two other brethren, or two brethren, the other, other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. There you are, Jim. Are you the one that pointed that out? In a ship was Zebedee their father mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Okay? So the Bible says, notice beyond just the account here. Verse 18, And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. And then down in verse 21. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Okay? Now, there's a parallel account in Luke chapter 5 that I'm going to read. Because it's the little things like this that I notice about Andrew. This is the same account in Luke chapter 5, verse 1. It came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them, were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little bit from the land and sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when they left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have told all the night and have taken nothing. 
Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had, done, had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. And he beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help him. And they came and filled both of the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the draught of the fishes that were taken. And so was also James and John, the son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, for from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when he had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Now there they followed him from then on. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the timeline in the gospel, sometimes it's hard to follow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here we see these men on the lake doing some fishing business. And Jesus comes and has an encounter with them. In Matthew chapter 4, it mentions Peter and Andrew... James and John. In Luke chapter 5, it mentions Peter and James and John. Who's left out? Andrew. His name's not even mentioned in Luke's account. Yes, ma'am. That's right. And that got filled and almost sunk the ship. <laughs> Wonder what would have happened if he had cast all of them out. It would have got filled, but what would have happened to the ship? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> right. Is half, is half, uh, I don't want to word it. I really don't know. Is partial obedience obedience? Not really. Not really. But he blessed it anyway. Were you about to say something? Because I got to stop. Well, uh, I, I just, what I was thinking of is neither here nor there. But was the first encounter, was the second encounter between the first encounter between Peter and Andrew and Jesus or was the first encounter of Peter, Andrew and Jesus what you just spoke of where he was walking along the Sea of Galilee because the, you, you have John the Baptist baptizes Jesus mm-hmm. the second encounter is when Andrew is standing with him and Jesus out and says, Behold the Lamb of God. Mm -hmm. And then the third encounter is when Peter and Andrew are 
Correct. So where in that timeline is the first encounter of Jesus and Andrew? Or, or Jesus, Andrew, and Peter? Do you understand the question I'm asking? Somewhat. Okay. The first time that Jesus and Andrew and or Peter met was with John the Baptist or walking along when Jesus was walking along the Sea of Galilee. Well, the first time that Peter met him was when Andrew went and I got him. I understand that. Okay, let's narrow it down to Andrew. Yeah, I think that'd be better. When was Andrew's first introduction to Jesus? Is that what That's you're saying? That's the question. Was mm -hmm. it when John the Baptist said, there's no Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world? Or was it when Jesus was walking along the Sea of Galilee and saw them conducting their business of fishing? Well, that's not the two I thought you were going to compare. I thought you were going to say was Andrew's first encounter with him when John baptized him or when he said, Behold the Lamb of God. But if you're talking about that, Andrew was introduced to Jesus when he was following John the Baptist before the fishing encounter. Is that what you're, is that what you're getting at? That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Which I think when John said, Behold the Lamb of God, that was after he had baptized Jesus. If you, yeah, if you read the chronology, yeah. I, that's, I would say yeah. that's correct. So as far as I can tell, and I could be wrong, it's John baptizes Jesus. Some day later, John sees Jesus coming, points, yeah, him, out as the Lamb, points him out as the Lamb of God, nothing happens. The next day following, he points him out as the Lamb of God again, Andrew and John leave John the Baptist and start following Jesus, partially. Then they go back to their own business. They start to keep doing their own, you know, they have to make money and all that kind of stuff. They go back to Capernaum. Then Jesus comes. He's began his public ministry in, in Jerusalem. He comes to Galilee preaching, and he runs into Andrew, who he already knew, and Peter. That's the way that I, that's the timeline I see. Yes. Now, was that the first time Peter laid eyes on him? I don't know. Yeah, you have no way of knowing that. Yeah. Hmm. As far as I can tell. Why don't you study that and let us know? I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you study that and let me know before class next well, week? How about that? You know, they, this is what I'm talking about mm -hmm. when I say you just say, take certain things for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. I always assumed, and, I, and, and it's just because I didn't take the study it out that John is in the water creek lake whatever baptizing people Jesus walks up and he goes hey y'all look yeah that's the guy and it don't that's not what happened but according to the chronology we're looking at that is not what happened right how many things do we think happened the way, happened they, the way they do in, in the Bible they didn't happen that way exactly or how many things do we think are in the Bible and they're really not <laughs> you know I told you my mom she thought she was convinced there was a verse in the Bible that said every tub sits on its own bottom right uh, is there <laughs> <laughs> she said there wasn't, but she always thought that. But yeah, it's very interesting to see how that happened and how these things happen in, in these men's lives. And, and it seems like splitting hairs, but it's really not. No, it's, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, so John, yeah, so John baptizes Jesus and then they all. What's amazing to me is that he baptized Jesus and nothing happened. 
And I, I don't mean any disrespect by saying that, but I meant nothing significant is recorded there right. after that. And he calls him out as, behold, as the Lamb of God, and nothing seems to happen. And the next time he calls him out as the Lamb of God, two of his followers follow Jesus. And we go from there. But I always, I always got confused. That's why I said I want you to understand. They seem to have went back to Galilee, to Capernaum, and continued their business because I was always looking at, wait a minute, Andrew followed him when John pointed him out. But wait a minute, it looks like Andrew's meeting him over here when him and Peter are casting their nets. So how do you... Mm-hmm. Yep. Different points on the timeline. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point because, and i got to quit. There's, that's a good point because what people also don't understand, you're talking about these things that we take for granted, was there was a bunch of teachers during that time. And at one point, now Jesus, we know who he is, but at one point he was just in there with the others. There were hundreds of people teaching and had followers, not just John the Baptist and Jesus. Plenty of them did. So, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Let's sit back and see what happens and how it gets worked out before we hitch our chain to one man. Yep. Yep. All right. We need to quit. So next time we'll talk more about Andrew. (laughs) Johnny, you want to dismiss us?